0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Game on! Game on! Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmied, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the Bruins face off against the Whaler Canes in Game 1. And B's prospect, Fabian Lysell dominates the Western Hockey League. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Well, for the third time in four seasons, the Carolina Hurricanes and the Boston Bruins will meet in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and tonight is game one. The season series, well, it wasn't a good one. It went to the Canes three games to zero, and Boston was shut out in two of those matchups and were outscored 16-1 to across all three games. Now, you got to keep in mind, keep in mind, Tuka Rask gave up five goals in one period uh, in one of those games. What also didn't help was Bergeron and Marchand missed the other game or miss one of the other games. And most importantly, these two teams did not meet again post-trade deadline. So it it's going to be kind of an interesting – it's going to be kind of interesting – for the series. Now the Bruins were the second best team in the NHL after January 1st. They were 16-3 and 1 in in a 20 game span. And the Bees have proven that if they're healthy and have all their guys back, they can win this series. And it's and it's going to be a good series. I'm I think it's going to be be a pretty good series. I mean every series for the Bruins is a good series. Especially playing against their former their former division rivals or New England rivals, going back to the Whaler days. But it's going to be a good series. But we have to be realistic about this. Okay, the Canes are a powerful team. They got they got young guys that are fast. They're talented. They play physical. But the Bees also play physical too, and they have a really good young, talented defense. You know they're balanced. They have four balanced lines. Same same thing as the Bruins. The Bruins got some pretty decent balanced lines, and we also can't forget that you know they got a good coach in Rod Brindamore, and Brindamore, basically, he's probably going to win Coach of the Year this year because he's done a really good job. But then again, the coach for the Florida Panthers is should is ranks right up there too. I can't remember his name, but. I think that the Florida Panthers coach should be the one that gets the coach of the year. Now, you know, I'm thinking maybe, you know, the Bruins The Bruins are going to put up a pretty decent fight. But I think it's going to be Canes in five. And it's going to come down to the inexperience in goal in for the Boston Bruins. I'm not talking overall inexperience, but playoff uh, experience in goal. And that's what the fans have been talking about for the past month now. Who will get the starting goal? Will it be Olmark? Will it be Swayman? You know, and I have the answer. And Bruce Cassidy has decided that Linus Olmark will get the start tonight in game one. Now, he's played better than Swayman for about a month now. So, that that's an easy decision for Bruce. But the thing is, Olmark doesn't have playoff experience. But... He's been in the league for a long time and I think he's he's ready f- ready for the challenge. Do I think he's going to have a, you know, do I think he's ready for playoff hockey? I don't know. It's we're going to have to we're going to have to wait and see. Now I know that there are fans out there who are big, be- you know, rooting for Swayman to be the number 1 guy, but I don't think he's ready for playoff hockey. He's not. He's he's basically the number no, he's basically the number 2 guy in the playoffs. All right? I know that both I know that both goaltenders have had equal records, you know, throughout the whole entire season, but, you know, I think Omar really needs to be the number 1 guy since he actually has, you know, he's he's been in the league a lot longer than Swayman. Now here's the thing: Does Swayman? Now, if Swayman does play and give up five goals, will the fl- will the fans blame him for the loss and say he choked like Rask? I mean, that's that's one of the things that's gonna it's gonna be interesting for both goaltenders. I mean, the same goes all, for Olmark. You know, will the fans say he choked? So I'm gonna be interested to see how the fans will react if both goalies like you know really blow it in the playoffs. I mean, what if the Bruins happen to take the Carolina Hurricanes to game, game four or game seven, and with about a minute left, Allmark lets in a lets in a soft goal? Are they going to say he choked? Same goes for same goes for um, Swayman. Are they going to say he choked? Okay, or are or are fans going to blame? You know, the team in front of them like they should should have done, you know, in 2013 and 2019 with Tuka Rask. The other question is, does Bruce Cassidy rotate the goaltending and go with swimming in game two? Now, my guess is that it'll depend on if Allmark, you know, has a poor performance in game one. Because that's mainly what they've been doing all year. They've been, you know, going back and forth. So is he going to continue this rotating of the goalies or is he going to ride the hot hand? You know, is he going to say tonight after, you know, if Allmark wins tonight, you know, wins, if the Bruins win tonight, you know, does he go with Allmark in game two? So it's going to be kind of interesting to see how he's going to handle this goaltending situation. I mean, he's gotten better or Allmark has gotten better as the season goes on and that's probably why he's decided to to go with Allmark. I mean, both goalies have played almost equal amount of games and minutes. You know, Tuca was in there for a little bit until he decided to hang up the skates. And to be honest, I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that Tuca decided to to go in that route. You know, decided to retire because now it gives us now we get a chance to see what the goaltending is really going to look like. I mean, is there is there a change? You know, you know, maybe maybe in the offs, maybe after this playoff, maybe maybe in the off season, you know, the Bruins make some slight of a change and bring in an, a veteran goaltender. But I don't think that they're going to do that. I think for the for the most part, they are stuck with sway. They're going to stick with Swaiman and Allmark, which is a good move. And. You know, I wouldn't expect any type of goaltending changes for the for for next season. Now, the Bruins also recalled uh, goaltender Kyle Kaiser from Providence. He's going to be Boston's third goaltender in, in Carolina. And let's just hope they don't need him. Now, on the um, Carolina side, uh, Fre- uh, Frederick Anderson is going to be unavailable to start the series. So, Andy Ranta, Ranta, Ranta. Ranta will get the nod for the Canes in Game 1. Now, he was uh, 15-5-4 with a 2.45 goals against and a a .912 save percentage and two shutouts in 28 games. Now, he did start 26 games this season and has played in about five career playoff games, and those were all in relief. So... If you're looking at right now, if you're looking at goaltending right now, I think goaltending is going to be the main focus of this whole entire playoff for both teams. And I would have to get. I'm still gonna. I still have to give it to the Canes. I still got to go with the Carolina Hurricanes in this series. Now, overall, I think it's going to be a good series. Now, the thing, the the thing is, you know, what team is going to show up for the bees? The team we've seen for the past four or five months or the team we saw in the beginning of the season, okay? But I have a feeling it's going to be the the team we've seen in recent months because they've been playing... All four lines have been playing great, especially that third line of Frederick and Coyle and Smith have played awesome. They've, they've stepped up their game, you know, ever since, you know... Ever since you know the line changes with um, moving Pasternak down to that second line, you know Halla has played like he's basically the a legit number two guy. I don't want to hear that David Krejci is coming back in you know next season or whatever. I think I think the Bruins f- actually found their second their second line center. I mean. You know, the, the Charlie Coyle experiment kind of failed. He He's a basically a legit third-liner, and he's been playing like a third-liner, and he's been playing awesome. And then Jake DeBrusque. What got into Jake DeBrusque? You know, being put on that first line, really re, he really upped his game playing with Marshawn and Bergeron. Then again, you stick anybody on when, with Marshawn and Bergeron, and they'll probably have a, a great season. Heck, I could probably be put on the right side of that first line and have, like, 20, 25 goals. But this the thing is that this team has played awesome for, like, the last couple of months, and let's just hope they can keep up the, that momentum. And like I said, these two teams haven't really met, you know, haven't really met ever since the Bruins. Have, I think they've met, like, maybe, like, once or twice. I got to look back at at the schedule and see how things went. But I think that the Bruins are actually going to be, you know, are going to have a decent, um, decent series. The only thing is that their power, I mean, the power play has, um, has sucked really bad and hopefully it finally shows up. I mean, they've struggled as of late, you know, and, and I'm going to look at the playoffs as a fresh start and maybe they can get the pp together at the right time. And then maybe, you know, maybe there, there's there's the um there's always that one player who comes up big in the playoffs. You know, a few years ago it was Ryan Donato. Another year I believe it was Jake DeBrusque that had a awesome, you know that shined in the playoffs. And this year I think it's going to be the addition of Chris Wagner. Now, Chris Wagner who has been part of the Bruins organization for a while. And a lot of a lot of you are probably wondering where the heck has where the heck was Chris Wagner this whole time? Well, he's been in Providence and just and, you know, he deserves to be called up for the playoffs. I mean, he played a really great game, you know, the other night, the last game of the season. He played really good and he's a fourth liner and he'll add to that toughness on the fourth line because that was his role the past few seasons when he was up with the big club he was he was mainly you know he was that fourth line guy so maybe he'll step maybe he'll be the guy this year that steps up I mean he was getting top line minutes while playing for the Providence Bruins this year scored 15 goals now the baby bees are also going to see playoff action when they take on the Uh, the Bridgeport Islanders in the Calder Cup uh, playoffs. Uh, I believe that they start play tonight and they play again on Wednesday night in Bridgeport. Now the Bruins fans are focused on the present right now with the 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs set to begin uh, tonight. But there are also reasons to be optimistic about the team's future. And one of them is the performance of Fabian Lysel. I mean, Lysel, Lysel to me, if if the Bruins make a move on with Jake Debrusque, you know, finally they finally get this whole Jake DeBrusque trade thing out of the way, I have a feeling that Fabian Lysel will be the right on the right side with Bergeron and Marchon next season. That's if Marsh that's if Bergeron decides to re sign with the club. I I, I honestly think that uh, March. Uh, that Bergeron actually does resign with the with the Bruins because he'd be stupid not to. I mean, there has been talk about him possibly going to Montreal, where his former agent is now the general manager of the Montreal Canadiens. But I see, I see a, I see Fabian Lysel, actually, on that top line, and. You know whether they make a move or not with with DeBrusque. My thing is, my guess is that DeBrusque will probably go. You know, maybe maybe he goes at the on the on on the draft on draft day or before the season when the season starts. You know, maybe Lysell starts the season down in Pro- with the Providence Bruins. So it's going to be interesting, but Lysell is Boston's 2021 first round pick. And he's been dominating the first round of the WHL playoffs for the Vancouver Giants. I mean, he has eight points, one goal, and seven assists in three games against the Everett Silvertips. Now, now the kid tallied five points in game one, including the assist on the overtime winner. And he scored uh, his first playoff goal in game three. So, this kid is the real deal. I'm telling you that um Fabian Lysell is probably going to wind up playing with the um with the um uh with the big club next year. He's going to or or even it's it's kind of tough because I'm actually thinking that maybe he starts the season in maybe he starts the season in Providence. I'm not sure where he's going to start. But I have a feeling he's not going to be playing playing junior hockey next year. No way is this kid playing junior hockey. So, my guess is that you know, he's either going to be playing playing with playing in Providence, you know, or start to actually I'm just going to think he's going to start the season in Providence. He's going to start the season in Providence and then possibly once they move Jake DeBrusque, he moves he comes to um he actually comes to um he um he comes gets recalled to Boston now during the regular season this kid had a pretty pretty decent regular season uh in 53 games he scored 22 goals uh, had 40 assists and 62 points and he was a plus 10 so the kid's got it whether or not he's going to be, you know, where he's going to be is going to be, you know, where, where is he going to, you know, is he going to be in Vancouver next year again with the, with the Giants or is he going to be playing, you know, in Providence or Boston? So that's going to be, that's going to be the interesting thing with this kid. You know, where, where does he go next? You know, and I think it all depends on whether the Bruins can move Jake DeBrusque. DeBrusque has had an awesome season ever since he was on that first line with uh, Bergeron and Marchand. So it's going to be, you know, what happens there. Because whatever happens with with him, whatever happens with DeBrusque, it is going to have an effect on Fabian Lysel. Because Lysel is a right winger. And like I said, he put up tremendous numbers with this team. So it's... It's going to depend on what's what the Bruins have what comes what comes up in the coming months. And Lysel could easily you know, spend some time maybe maybe that's the plan. Maybe have him play one season with the Vancouver Giants, have him play a a half or a full season with Providence and then call him up. So, is the kid ready for the NHL? I think he is. And that right side, if Fabian Lysel were to come in, that right side would be stacked for the Boston Bruins. I mean, you would have Lysel, you would have Pasternak, you would have Smith, and who was ever on that fourth line? Let it, you know, maybe it's Lazar on that fourth line. Heck, maybe it could be. Maybe Jake DeBrus could fit in somewhere there. But I have a feeling that un, until until Jake DeBrus gets traded. Then you might as well, you know, you might as well either keep Lysel down, you know, playing another one more year junior, or to the Providence Bruins. But this kid is the real deal, and I'm really glad that he hasn't that Don Sweeney didn't move this kid. Because I'll tell you right now, Don Sweeney ever trades Lysel, ever if he trades away. You know, he could trade Lysel to to the Edmonton Oilers for Connor McDavid. I would be pissed off. You know, the other thing is that the future looks, I mean, you have Lysel as your future. You have a bunch of other kids down there, a bunch of signings, you know, college signings. <coughs> a bunch of college signings that happened. So the future looks good. And I can't wait for game number one tonight. You know, I know we shouldn't be looking at the future because, you know, well, we should be because I'm telling you right now, tonight, you know, this series is not, it's it's going to be a fun series to watch. Are the Bruins really going to pull this one off? I don't think so. Like I said, I think it's Canes and five. And... What game the Bruins win? I have no idea. They could come out and win tonight and then just lay an egg the rest of the series. Or they can be down three games to one. they can be down three games and win game four to keep themselves alive, but then that means that they go back to Carolina for game five, and you know they'll probably lose in Carolina. Now, the fun now, the interesting part, and i th- I believe I made it a point last in last week's episode or the week before. And you have a team like Carolina. It's going to be in. You have a team. You have two teams like Carolina and Florida, who basically don't their attendance basically is in the toilet. So it's going to be interesting for games one and two tonight. Game one tonight, game two, and see what the attendance is for Flor- for the Florida and Carolina franchises to see how many people actually showed up for these games. You know, is there is Carolina gonna play in front of a half half capacity crowd? Is Florida gonna be playing in front of, in an empty building? That'll be in a that's gonna be one of those interesting things I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing. Not necessarily the hockey, but seeing how two teams with basically who were tops in the in the Eastern Conference are in the playoffs could easily make it to the Stanley Cup Finals both teams and have, you know, and see what their attendance is like. Cuz that's going to be one of those one of those things I'm going to look at closely is the attendance for these two teams. I mean, as each team, you know, if as each team goes through the playoffs, each round of the playoffs, are they, you know, is the attendance going to go up? Are they going to sell out? It's going to be interesting to see, you know, what the attendance is going to be like for those two teams. Because if nobody's showing if they're only getting half a capacity crowd at both of these in both of these markets for two good teams, then I think it's time for the NHL to actually maybe say to themselves, hey, you know what? Maybe we should look at you know, possible possibility of maybe moving some franchises around. One of them being one of them being the cluster F that's down in, in Arizona. You're going to be playing in front of 3000 in front of 5000 people for for 3 years until you can get a new arena. They were better that that was that was doomed that that was doomed from the start. That was ever the the original Winnipeg Jets moving to Arizona was a from from that very first game I saw it as a big mistake. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, and you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Now, if you're interested in advertising on this show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, and go Bruins.